Ditch the fairy tale, princess. It's time to step outside the status quo and blaze your own trail. The path littered with setbacks, successes, and newfound passions. Why? Because when you break away from the script, you start to pursue a life by choice. One that is all yours. Live unscripted and rewrite your life. Welcome back to Unscripted, the podcast. I'm so excited to have my boy Brandon here today from, well, can I can I say from Kajabi? I mean, I know it's not like you don't work for them, but like I feel like that's the way we met was through me finding a post that they had about you and what you do and everything that you've had success with. So I was like, yo, let's chat. And we got to connect the other day and, and I'm like, we got to do a podcast. We got to do a podcast on all the things and the success that you've had. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. This is awesome. And so funny too, like the first thing we connected on was San Diego and you actually live like in the neighborhood that I grew up in, grew up in. So that's pretty funny. But yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. It's wild, right? So tell us what you do and then we'll kind of work backwards from from there. Yeah. So I basically I started as a professional drone pilot, which sounds crazy. It's the coolest job in the world, I promise. And uh, then I made my way into building an online drone school which is called Altitude University. And we'll probably talk about that a little bit. And then now just high level, I own an agency that helps people build online courses using the same framework that I built Altitude with. I just apply it to other people now and it's proven to work. So we've had a lot of success with it. That's so rad. I mean, and if you go and tell the backstory a little bit about how that happened, I think that's the coolest piece because you were flying these drones, you had a pretty successful career, everything was great. And then they put these restrictions on people flying the drones. So you had to go and do something that then catapulted you into creating something to help people pass this test. And yeah. so I think that's a key piece of the story because you saw it as a challenge, right? You barely passed the test yourself, even though you've been doing it forever. I, I think that happens in a lot of industries where they start to try to regulate things. And you realize quickly, like, I could help people pass this test a lot easier than I just struggled with. So pain point, solve the problem, new business. It's like yeah. the traditional way of like, how do you start a business? Well, what are people needing? You're like, well, this is a new problem and I just yeah. mustered through it. And so now I'm going to help people get through this easier. And then taking that formula of what you created and then realizing, OK, there's a framework here. Did your brain always work like that? Because I feel like some people can just create courses and put things together a lot easier than other people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I started, I was never like into techie stuff. Like I, I told you last time, like I, I've never like played video games growing up. I was always outdoors. I played lacrosse in high school. I love to surf. I surf all the time. And now instead of surfing, I cold plunge every morning, which is like a whole different story. But yeah, I was never really like super technical and so i think that it always came from like an entrepreneurship outlook on stuff like i definitely wanted to build businesses i definitely wanted to create stuff for myself and early on i realized i had this it's not bad but i had this like problem with authority and the authority of like people telling me what to do not like a problem with authority but like just people telling me what to do i always especially in school i was like i don't know like i want to figure it out on my own even if what they told me was like the outcome. I always wanted to figure it out on my own. And so I started literally just stringing lacrosse sticks in high school. So to play lacrosse, obviously you need a lacrosse stick. Obviously it needs to be strong and the best lacrosse players have the best sticks. And so I learned how to string sticks really early on and it basically funded my goal, which was to build this sick highlight reel for my lacrosse like tape in high school because I like I did all these recruiting camps and, you know, I played at a really high level and I was like, I want to have 
this sick, you know, like highlight reel. And the craziest thing to do at the time was like have a drone film me while I was playing lacrosse. And so that was like always my goal. So I strung lacrosse sticks and then saved up some money and I bought a drone for the lacrosse team at Torrey Pines. I went to Torrey Pines High School in San Diego and big sports school. And so we had this team manager. And so I bought this drone for the lacrosse team. And I was like, dude, just film me every practice and every game because I want the sickest clips ever. Like no one's going to figure out how this thing's like following me down the field. So it started that way where I was like, I just want to do dope stuff with my friends. And then it kind of like transitioned into, oh, wait, now I have this drone on the weekends. What should I do with it? And so in the neighborhood where I grew up, there were all these new houses being built in Carmel Valley and they would put these signs out front of the new houses. And it's like every real estate agent and their mom was like on this sign. And so I would take pictures. We'd like my parents and I would go for a walk after dinner and I would fly the drone. My dad would ride his bike. My mom would walk and I would just like kind of like coast behind them. And I'd take pictures of every house around the neighborhood and then I would go and sell those photos to the real estate agents. And like, it it didn't hit every time, but I was like, you know, 16 years old and 17 years old. And I was getting like 250 a pop for some like aerial pics that I did with my parents and like just walking around the neighborhood. So it always started with stuff like that, where it turned, obviously the end goal is like way different from what you start with. And when I started, it was just like, I want to make a dope ass lacrosse highlight reel. Then the second one was like, I want to take pictures of houses in the neighborhood because we're going on this walk anyway. And then I was like, I want to sell these to the real estate agents because I want to make some money with it. And then there's just a natural progression to stuff that that leads to the next step and, you know, some entrepreneurial journey or venture through that process. Oh, yeah. So were your parents entrepreneurs? They are both chiropractors, actually. So technically, yes. Yes, they own their own practice and they have together for the last 30 years. So he drive into work together every single day. They live in Escondido now because Carmel Valley Del Mar is like packed with kids. It's just like, it's Torrey Pines, Cathedral, LCC, CCA, all these all these schools in the district. So when I was there, it was really, really fun. But after I graduated, they were like, we got to get out of here. So they're in, they're in Escondido now. And and yeah, so so they are entrepreneurs. Yes, they have built their own practice. They practice in Italy for seven years together when they first got out of chiropractic school and then came back, built their practice. And, you know, 30 years later, I've been doing it ever since. What a beautiful story. That's so rad. They're probably so proud of you. And I just want to, for you listening, I found I found you on social media and I reached out and we connected and now we're here doing a podcast. This yeah. is what taking action on your dreams looks like. Just FYI, like I have a podcast. I need cool content. I want to learn new things. You go after and you ask for the things that you need. You get around people who are doing things that you don't know much about. You can play dumb because I don't know much about some of the things that he's doing. I'm interested in it. And this is the power of having a podcast and putting some skin in the game as your own, as a facilitator, bringing this, not just for myself, like we could have just had a separate call and not even recorded this, right? I could have paid him. He could do some things for me. But if I don't share with you how I'm growing my business or how I'm networking or how I'm getting myself out there, like you might not know. And so I always want to be really transparent on this show. And it's like, we not only do we grow up not that, like 15 minutes from each other, you know, we're still in the same, like, it's it's crazy how small the world really is. And I think we're still afraid, even though it's social media, to be social. So this is your permission right now. If you needed it, go ask somebody, go say hello, go 
Maybe you don't have a podcast, but maybe they'll do an IGTV with you. Maybe you can just record something for your future podcast. Or maybe you guys could just create some cool content together that's, you know, something you repurpose as a reel. So take this as a quick little lesson. I just want to throw that in there in the middle of this because what I'm doing is nothing that someone else can't do, right? If you want to have a podcast, if you want to put yourself out there, if you want to become a thought leader or someone who provides value, like you can do this too. So yeah. this is what you help. This is what you help people do is like get their shit out there. Yeah. And I do want to say too, that I, I was super impressed with your strategy behind this stuff because, and I think that there is, there's a formula behind everything you do. Like with that, go take action is the first step. Second step is like, after you've taken action, re like, you know, kind of regroup a little bit and figure out what worked, what didn't work and just stick, you know, like, like I'm, I'm a huge, I, I, I know what I'm really good at and I know what I'm not good at. And I only do what I'm really, really good at. I've done what I'm not good at to figure out that I don't like it. And then I come back and I regroup and I go, Ooh, that's my, that's my sauce right there. Like that's what, that's the realm that I want to be in. And then I kind of regroup and I'm a big systems guy as well. So like after I regroup, I'm like, I want to do things in the easiest way possible every single time. And not because I'm lazy, but because I want to work smarter instead of working harder and just like spinning my wheels. And so I think first step is like, go out, take action. Second step is what you've done. You've got this incredible brand and personality and ability to connect with people. And then I'm sure you've done stuff that you're like, oh shit, I don't know if I, if I should have done that. You brought it back, regrouped a little bit, and then created this little system and formula for you know, taking the next step in each in each stage of what you're doing. And that's what I really liked was like how how it was, you know, it, it's a it's a formula that you're creating for the way that you're building this brand and the podcast and everything about it. And that's what I really, really liked was because I know there's a formula. I know there's a system. I know that you're, you know, prepared in this and you're willing to do whatever it takes. Like that's the same stuff I'm trying to do on my side of things. And people connect that way, which I think is really cool. Very cool. Yeah. Thank you for that extra little insight. It, it's true. And I think, you know, we either overcomplicate a situation and think it's going to be way harder than it is, or it's going to take a lot more, or we underestimate the work it's going to take to do the things. And both are true. Both are yeah. true in their own right. And I love what you said about systems, because I think at one time in my in my career, systems were like a foreign language. We were just service providers and we we, we nothing was at scale, right? We had to customize everything for everybody. So there was no system to it. There was some framework around how you did a haircut or color and around that time it would take, but nothing was really strategic in that sense. And so getting into the online space in the world of, you know, having processes and systems and automations, and it was like a foreign language that I had to learn and be willing to like try different things on, see that didn't work, that didn't support me enough. And that's kind of where, you know, Kajabi comes into play because early on in my business, people were like, well, you don't need that yet. Yeah. And unfortunately, I wish they would have said, this is what you're going to need in the future. Let's set you up now to win and have somewhere to work into. Right. I'd rather grow into those those shoes than have them be so small that they're hurting my feet. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And the other thing, too, is that it's it's kind of funny. Like when you when you create a system for something, it allows you to focus your time a little bit better. And then it comes off as if it's more casual. Like it comes as it comes off as if you're not trying, but you really you put the work in early on. And that's the same thing with online courses. You know, you got to invest the work really, really early on. It's a huge risk and it's a it's a big time investment. 
But once you figure it out, you come across as if it's easy, you know, and you know, you know, for yourself, what work you did to put yourself, you know, in that position to get where you are. But to other people, the hustle grind is cool, but you don't want to burn out. And I've burnt out before 100%. And then I figured out, oh, if I just create a system for things that I like to do and things that I'm good at, it's a lot more casual. I don't have to put as much, you know, like additional energy just to kind of like, you know, subsidize the other stuff that's going on. And so I think that, you know, if you've created this system for either your business or the way that you go about things that you're passionate about, or in my case, online courses, then the next step is like, enjoy the process and, you know, kind of reap the rewards of the stuff that you did early on. And with online courses, the crazy thing is, is that, yeah, it's a big time and money investment, but try opening up a brick and mortar store. What's the time investment or money investment to do that? You know, there's like starting a business is going to be hard no matter what business it is. But if you can reduce the friction a little bit and we're in a world where, you know, this is crazy. These like this is our job right now. You know, like we're like this is awesome, but this is literally our job. And so, you know, we're reducing the friction on a lot of things and we're making the stuff that we're good at really, really fun so that it propels other stuff. And you could start a lot of other businesses that are not going to be this fun. I could tell you that, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, so that, that's the kind of strategy that is really one that I've taken and also super unique about the the age that we're living in, you know, the the things that we're able to do with what we have. It's it's pretty fun. It is. It really is. And it's money that I've never even thought about it. Like what you just said, as far as like how much money we're willing to spend on a brick and mortar that I I hadn't ever, I mean, I've opened two businesses, uh, two brick and mortars. I've opened a salon, sold that for profit, and then took that money, invested it into a creative space, which I then realized I didn't want to be responsible for that. I wanted to be location free, which was always the baseline of what I had wanted after 20 years in the industry of not being able to be location free, more or less. And I was like, you're doing things that are out of alignment. Like you're not, le- you're not doing what you said you wanted to do. You're doing what you know how to do. And that's where like it started to feel like those things like burnout and frustration. And I was like, why don't I want to show up for this business? And I was like, because it's not giving you what you ultimately said you wanted, which was location freedom. And to think about the fact that I've spent, you know, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars to open various spaces, sometimes more, you know, it's like we're so scared to invest five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or a couple grand yeah. for someone to create as a course because it's harder to see that ROI. Like when you build a brick and mortar, you can see something, right? But oftentimes you're stuck in these crazy leases or like things go awry, right? I built a salon and then the plumbing was shit in the building. So that was an unforeseeable thing. Like talk about a big investment. So let's talk about how if people do want to create a course, like where's their first place? Because I know so many people have great ideas or problems they could solve or things that they've gone through. Like I think when people think of creating courses, they think of these real robust, like crazy things that they have to do. Or in fact, that's not where maybe you should even start. Yeah. Three things skill set, experience, and transformation. The, the top course creators either have a skill set that they're really, really good at. They have experience in an industry that they could apply to something, or they have a transformation that others that they've been through themselves that others want to replicate for themselves. And and if you if you build courses based off of those three things, you're going to be in a really, really good position to connect with your audience really early on. If you chase money, if you're chasing the money, oh, I want to, you know, like, you, you, I, I hate those, like, those Instagram posts that are like, 
oh, top 10 industries to create online courses in. It's like, you know, it's like the equivalent of saying like, oh, you don't know what you're going to do with your life. Like here's 10 industries that you could pursue. It's like, it's got to start with passion. You know, it's like coming out of high school and they're like, oh, just here are the top three jobs that you can make the most money in. That's not, I guarantee the person that, you know, goes to trade school or pursues their passion of, you know, gardening or whatever it is, is going to, you know, come out, you know, where they want to be in the end, as opposed to, you know, like, I'll pursue this industry as a whole, because that's where people seem to be doing well. You know, like one thing early on is like, I think that my parents saw in me at a younger age that I was like very entrepreneurial and I wasn't really going to listen to like the path and like people come up, my, my parents are like, they have like a really, really tight knit community in San Diego. They've taken care of thousands of patients over the course of 30 years. So they know a lot of people and they have great connections. And everybody always comes up to me from an early age. I was just like, I was in the waiting room when I was like, you know, four years old, five years old, just like hanging out, talking to patients and, you know, and so it was like family. And it's just funny because everybody was always like, are you going to be a chiropractor one day? And I was like, hell, hell no. <laughs> You know, and my parents never really put that on me like, oh, you, you know, at a certain point you should take over the practice and that kind of stuff. And, you know, to be honest, that was the greatest thing that ever happened to me because it's like the same thing, like industry, pursue an industry. No, pursue your passion. And, you know, course creators answer your question, like where you should start is something that you know really, really well. And you don't have to know it at an expert level. You don't have to be an industry leader to start. You just have to be one step ahead of the people taking your online course. And you know that movie, what's that movie? It's like, you know, have you ever seen Catch Me If You Can? Yeah. Okay, so when Leo's like teaching that class, you know, he goes into, I don't know whether it's like Stanford or, or some school and he, you know, in the beginning of the scene, he he the kids are making fun of him and he goes up to the chalkboard and he writes his name on the board and he underlines it and he goes, I'm your teacher. And he ended up, he wasn't the teacher, but he ended up teaching that class for an entire semester. And the guy from Catch Me If You Can is a guy, a real guy. It's based on a true story in real life. And he does these interviews at schools and universities and talks about all this stuff. And one of the questions that someone had for him was, how did you teach, you know, a psychology class or whatever it was for an entire semester? And he goes, I just needed to be one chapter ahead of all the students in my class. And so that's how online courses are. You know, you're you're passionate about something, you're you're, you know, you have just that jump on someone who's just get, you know, a little further than someone who's just getting started. And as you get one student, five students, 10 students in your course, you're going to learn at such a rapid rate that by the time you have that critical mass, 50, 100 students, a few hundred students, thousands of students, you know, you're going to get to that expert level because people are going to be asking you questions and they're going to want to know, you know, what you, they're, they're going to tell you what you need to know. And then you can go and pursue, you know, kind of like focusing your time and, you know, in, in one direction, you know, becoming, you know, thorough and having a good grasp of that subject and then sharing it with the overall group. And that's kind of the the route that I've taken as well in building courses. So to answer your question, you just have to be passionate about something and you just have to be one chapter ahead of everyone in your group. And they're going to look to you and go, oh, wow, he's he's the expert or she's the expert in that topic. And really, you're just learning alongside with them. 
I love all of that. And I think I'll add to that piece of like, they'll look to you like the expert, but they'll also look to you as like, you never have to claim to know it all, I think, to step into a teaching role. It's it's always okay to say, I'm not sure, but I'll find out that that question for you because no one's going to expect you to know every single thing about every subject out there. So even if you have a course, let's just use mine as an example for podcasting. If somebody in that course asks me a question that I don't know, and that question gets asked multiple times, that's something we're going to add into the course, right? Or it's going to go into those FAQs of like, if this question gets asked, this is how we direct you to the answer. And I think we're always afraid to look like we don't know what we're talking about. And that's the most beautiful thing is like teach to what you know. And so there were a lot of podcast courses out there that I found. And it was interesting because they helped me actually see what I did know. And I was like, oh, I know kind of all of this. Do you struggle with bloating, anxiety, constipation, fatigue, skin issues, or other nagging symptoms, but don't know where to start or what to take to truly fix it? If this sounds like you have the perfect company you need to meet, Gut Personal is a personalized functional medicine supplement and coaching company that gets to the root of your gut issues. Your gut health contributes to your hormones, immunity, serotonin, and even anxiety and depression. So improving your gut health isn't just about better digestion. It's about everything. There's missing pieces to your course. What if I created a course that actually had these extra things to them? Wouldn't that be helpful? And the old version of me is like, yeah, it would. I wish I would have had this, you know, when I started. So then I would have all the information in one place accessible for when I had questions again later on. Or when I went to hire my team, I'd say, watch this course. It'll show you how to do everything the way I like it done. And so that's what I did. I went out and found somebody who does the tech side of it. And I had my agency step in and teach to the pieces that I wasn't really versed in. So even though my course is mine, I have other people in there teaching their zone of geniuses, right? Their secret sauce. I have a good friend of mine, Alex. He teaches the storytelling for podcasters in there. I could touch on that. I tell stories, but he that's what he does. So you know, it also helped me enable to like showcase some of my friends' talents and to bring those experts into my course. And so I know without a doubt when I speak about my course and what it could offer, like you won't find anything out there right now like this. And that feels really good. Therefore, I feel like I could charge a good price for it. And I feel like it's going to it's going to deliver. There's going to be a transformation that happens if you actually go through the course. And so the confidence piece of knowing what you're putting out there, I think also helps. And like you just said, like you wouldn't create a course on something you really didn't know. But if someone's like, okay, I've got the skill set, I've got the education, I might even have some sort of transformation when it comes to this. Okay, where do I start? There's so many platforms to use out there. Like we've heard, like, there's so many that we don't even know. What's a CRM? What's this? What's a, how do I automate things? Like, p- some people have the idea, the skill set, the education, but they're like, yeah, all of the rest of this, whoa. Yeah. No, I think that's a great question. And, and I, figured it out through trial and error because I started on I started on Teachable. I had a totally different and CRM and all these words, if you're listening, are just they're just acronyms for like super complicated stuff that should be really, really simple. And so I took a long story short, you know, when you have like those, you, you look through like your your statements for the month and you're like, I pay for Spotify, I pay for Netflix, I pay for HBO, I pay for all these different subscriptions. That's what I was doing with my business. And it wasn't just $6 a month or $15 a month for Netflix or whatever it may be. It was like hundreds of dollars a month accruing to thousands at some point, thousands of dollars a month, which could be tens of thousands of dollars a year that you're duct taping every and to not even have it work 
functionally, right? right? So you're you're trying all these things. You see something, it's like shiny new object, you know, syndrome. You're like, oh, that that's gonna help me, you know, do this. I'm gonna sign up for it. I'll do the free trial, and then next thing you know, you're paying for a subscription, and you've got all these different subscriptions. So I did that, and I spent a lot of money. And you know, at some at one point in time, I was like, I don't even know what that subscription does, or you know, I was paying for this thing called EverWebinar, Webinar Jam. And the the software, the other software I was using did the same thing for webinars. So I was paying for two at once and you just, you know, it anyway, long story short, I came across this platform called Kajabi. And Kajabi said they were an all-in-one platform for course creators. And everybody says that, right? But when I went in, I started playing around with some of the different features and I started I started kind of like you know, like, like knocking off some of the subscriptions that I was paying for. I started checking them down the list. I'm like, yeah, I don't need that anymore. I can just get rid of that. I don't need this one anymore. Get rid of that. So at, at one point in time, all these subscriptions that I had, I had one Kajabi and then I literally crossed out every single one because this software helped me do it all. And so where I'm at the point now is my, my business Altitude University, it's an online drone school. I've helped over 18,000 people get their commercial drone license. And I don't currently run that business anymore. I'm super involved and I love the community. But I have my a guy named David and he's a really, really, he's an industry leader. You know, he was a blog writer for a long time. So he knows a lot about the industry. And I hired him on Upwork two and a half years ago to write a blog for me, one blog per month. And so we would write a blog per month. I'd pay him like this is great and then after the first year i was like let's let's ramp it up to like one blog a week and so i got him writing one blog a week and they were really really good and then at a certain point in time i was like i wanted to transition into this course creation stuff and away from altitude university and so at you know today basically he started i found him on upwork we're doing one blog a month today he runs the entire business so I hired him to basically run the entire business and I'm involved with it. But long story short, Kajabi is the platform that I built that course on. And I was able to kind of knock off and, and get rid of all those other subscriptions. And I do it all in-house under Kajabi. Kajabi, I pay 200 bucks a month, which is nothing to me, you know, in this, once you have a little bit of traction. And so you know, it's funny because we were go going back to that like brick and mortar, like, you know, style thing. People are like, oh, $200 a month. That's, you know, that's going to add up. That was my air conditioned bill. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I spent that on tequila shots this weekend. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? It's like that could, you know, people are like, so like, oh, you know, like I, I do this one thing and, you know, and they don't realize that they're spending money in tons of other places. But whether you're, you know, making $100, um, or $1,000, or you run a multi-million dollar business, the craziest part about Kajabi is that it's 200 bucks a month, no matter what. So you could be running a million, a multi-million dollar business on Kajabi and still pay 200 bucks. So at scale, it makes a lot of sense. And at the same time too, I was paying a lot more for the other subscriptions. So I kind of like, you know, tested it out and found that it was really an all-in-one platform. So I would start, you know, the trial and error has been done before by us we figured it out and you know go with kajabi as the platform because you're going to save a lot of time and headache on a lot of other things and so now the business just runs on kajabi it's a lot of fun and i would start there if you're a course creator just kind of get 
familiar with some of the features that they have, you know, choose an idea for a course and and just get into the space and get a little bit more familiar with it. Amazing. And is that what Millennial Marketer does for people? Is it, are you help people put courses together and create that and, and, and do that with them? Correct. Yeah. So Millennial Marketer now is just an agency that helps people build courses using the same framework that I know that worked for Altitude University. The, the process is really cool. It's just kind of figured out a few different categories of stuff that works. First thing is like audience building and messaging. Figure out who your audience is. And if you're taking notes or if you have a course idea, I'd write this down. Audience building and messaging is the first thing. Figure out who your audience is, where they are and what they're interested in and figure out the messaging, how you want to come across. Second thing is outlining and scripting your curriculum. So once you have the course idea, just kind of like brain dump all the different things that you know, you're familiar with, all the topics that you enjoy talking about. Write them all down on paper and start to kind of, you'll, you'll find that two or three of them correlate to the same topic. So that's what I would call a module. So just take the categories of stuff and kind of outline the main categories. And then within there, what's really cool is courses usually take you from point A, not knowing anything about a topic, to point B, being an expert in the topic or starting your own business or starting your own podcast. And the lessons or the videos are just all the steps to get you from point A to point B. So choose the categories first, that's your outline. And then the lessons or the videos themselves are just gonna be the steps in order to go down that process and put together the point A to point B transformation. So I would start there and then use Zoom or, or if you have a camera, film and the next step is stage three is like filming and editing hop on just talk about what you know have some fun with it throw your personality in there be authentic and then sign up for kajabi and take all those videos and kajabi will help you host that course in like a netflix style like you know really cool member library format where people can go in and just watch all the videos at once and then the stage after that is just social media, marketing, a launch strategy. It's a little bit more complicated once you get your course up and running and people are going through it because there are a bunch of different tactics that you can use to launch to your email list or start to generate an audience on social media or start to run ads to your course or you know do affiliate partnerships with other you know course creators or industry leaders or experts or other businesses out there. And it becomes really, really fun once your product's done because then you're just like the hype man for your own product. You're like, oh, I got to get it out there. I got to meet some people and tell them about it. They'll tell other people. That's all it is from there. And so the upfront work is, is you know, everything he just listed. And then from there, the part where he was talking about earlier of like working smarter, not harder, you work a little harder in the beginning so that later on all you can do is, all you have to do is really support it, keep talking about it, which is organic marketing. You know, I think and then getting strategic around launches and seasons of when your product might be really good for people to dive into. And there is a process and system to all of it. And we can go into that further, maybe on another episode or maybe do a masterclass. I feel like course creation is one of those things that you don't have to quit your nine to five. If you're curious about starting in the entrepreneurship world, a course is a great place to start because you have probably those three skill sets that he talked about, the education piece, the skill set and maybe some sort of transformation that you've gone through either in your life or business that can help somebody. And that's really what courses are for. It's maybe not to put you on the top of, you know, bestseller, but maybe you'll see a lot of traction and think that what you know 
isn't that important, but you'll realize it's really helping a lot of people. And that can unlock potential and opportunities for maybe you don't want to do your nine to five anymore. And I think that's where a lot of people get it twisted. They think they have to burn the boats. And it's like, start here with course creation, create something, talk about it, share it, see how it does, make tweaks to it and go from there. And if you realize that helps people, maybe there's a level two course that you can create from the things you know, because maybe you're just one chapter ahead, like we were talking about with that with the movie. And I love everything you shared because the majority of people like don't know anything when it comes to something in regards like when you're at A and we never give ourselves enough credit for what we do know. I really do think that like we're so hard on ourselves. Like everybody knows that. That's nothing special. But when you can sit in your expertise of whatever that might be and think, could this help? Maybe just 10 people. Okay. Is that worth spending a few hundred bucks and, and some hours on on putting this together so that I can help those 10 people? And then send it to those 10 people and give them a half off price and then ask them to write testimonials for you and be your marketing. Like there's so much cool strategy that you can do when it comes to like getting your stuff out there. This is just one of those pieces that I really wanted him to come in and and share with us on the podcast because I know there's a lot of early stage entrepreneurs. I know I have a lot of beauty people in the industry that are still grinding away and maybe you do love the grind still. You still love doing the hair. You still love doing the in-person work. But how can you diversify your income? How can you make it so that maybe this course could just print money for you while you're still enjoying the creativity of doing hair behind the chair, right? Can go right into your retirement account. This is why I try to bring you information on this podcast that's going to help uplevel your life, really put you at the forefront of, you know, as being an expert, helping develop your personal brand and just really growing like that audience that so many of us are trying to find, right? When Even when you say like, who is your audience? I remember when I was starting out building my personal brand, I'm like, I don't know people that like me posting pictures of my Starbucks. Like yeah. I was unclear of what I was doing on social media. And therefore, once I got clear on like who I was and what I stood for and my skill sets and my expertise, then I started speaking to that. And like you said way earlier in the podcast, like what's my secret sauce? What do I want to talk about? Where does the passion come through in my voice when I'm talking about something? And now when people hear me talk about podcasting, they're like, oh, shit, she's, she's on fire. But now if I talk about hair now, it's not like it used to be. I used to talk like this about hair, but now I have new passions and that's OK, too. You can evolve and change and get new interests like you no longer want to run the drone company like it, it is part of who you are. You support it. But now you're excited to do other things like help people create courses. Yeah. And and one thing that you said that really stuck out to me is like your you're passionate about stuff and you, you you ask like, you know, where do you start? Well, you're probably already doing this stuff. So start there. It's the fact that now you just need to document it or now like a course, like for example, like, oh, how does someone start? Well, you know, you know, someone in, you know, let's say here, for example, they're doing this already every single day. They're giving away their secrets. They're sharing their secret sauce. They're, you know, bringing people in. They're already sharing with their community and being, you know, most people that are into this type of stuff love providing value and they love talking to others. The hair industry, you know, no, you know, that like that no secret that, you know, the, the communication is high, personality is high. And so you're probably already doing this stuff, but now it's just time to document it. And that's the same, like, you know, the Gary Vee thing of like, oh, where do you start for creating content? Well, just document what you're currently doing. It's the same thing with courses. How do I put a course together? Well, you're probably, you probably, you know what you said, like you don't realize how much you know already and how much you're already doing. And if you just package that 
and share it with others and they're going to pay you for that information, what you already give away for free, if you package it, they're going to pay you for that information. That's a crazy, you know, that that's a crazy model. I had a question for you. You said, you said, don't burn the bridges. I usually say, don't quit your day job. What, like when you come up with that, you know, that, that saying, or, or when you're thinking about, oh, do, do I have to go all in on something in order to make it work? How, like, where'd you come up with that, that saying? Well, I'm sure it was said to me in a, in a mastermind somewhere down the road where some people, that's what they need to do. Some people do need to quit fully to put their back against the wall and and prove to themselves like, okay, I'm here. I got to do the things. But not everybody works well under pressure like that or without like a safety net of some sort. So for me, what that looked like as I used to work five days a week and then I worked four and then I worked three and then I worked two and then I worked two every other week. So I slowly started to let my clients know what was going on. I would share with them what I was doing. And it's interesting because people want to support you. People want to support people. And so by documenting, which is what I did with my clients in real time, I was like, why aren't I doing this on social media so that when I transition or pivot, my my audience online also knows what's going on. So I started sharing behind the scenes of what I was doing, what I was talking about, what I was curious about, the struggles with the podcast, how it was growing, how it wasn't. And then people started asking me about podcasting. How did you start? What mic? All these little questions that back in the day when I first got onto the online space, people were like, pull your audience, ask them questions. I'm like, nobody's answering. I had to build up documentation by showing what I was doing to allow people to know what they should come to me for. And so once I created momentum with my podcast, of course, that's what people ask me questions about. Do I need a podcast? I'm like, depends on what you want to do. Do you need to get on podcasts to share your message? I think so, right? I think, you know, expressing your voice through the form of podcasting can help elevate your brand, whether you have one or you're on them. So it's funny now because it's taken a while and the course was created back in January. It's slowly getting out there because I don't talk about it enough. But at the end of the day, like I had to make a decision too. right now in this season. I want to be the go to person for podcasting. So when you think of like, oh, I want to start a podcast and now even further, oh, I want someone, an agency to work with with a podcast. That's what we created. And none of that would have happened if I just, you know, quit the job and then put my back against the wall and had to do things I maybe didn't want to do to make money. So that's where the burn the bow quote comes from. But also, yeah, a lot of people don't work well quitting their nine to five. But if you would be more passionate instead of working your nine to five, maybe you could live on half of what you were making and you can make half of it at Starbucks where you could start to network, maybe even do some market research. People are happy when they're getting their coffee. What are you up to today? What are you doing? Or asking them questions that might pertain to the course you're creating, right? Maybe yeah. your nine to five doesn't allow you to ask strangers random questions. Starbucks <laughs> does. Oh. So be creative when it comes to like how you go about things. Because I feel like a lot of times, unfortunately, we we say, oh, well, I'm stuck in this situation or I can't leave or this job provides so much X, Y, Z. But really, we want to do these things that these guys are talking about right now. How do I do both or where do I start? That's how it starts. So it's funny because it's never as complicated as we think it is. It's just like, oh, it's just deciding and taking action. So yeah. sorry, I have my my thing on do not disturb. And there was like a little announcement. That's podcasting for you. That's why this show is called Unscripted because you never know what's going to happen. But we say all this and we bring you all this because there are resources out there. There are people like Brandon out there who do this with you. So if you're someone who likes accountability, who likes framework and structure, and maybe doesn't want to have to figure things out the hard way, then you can go get some help. And I can assure you, 
<laughs> that when you pay for help, it really does help you skip the line. And it's so much more fun when someone's already got like the whole framework down because I know you could go to Google University. I know you could hang out on YouTube and figure the shit out on your own. Like, I know you can. But A, is that going to be as much fun? And B, like, let's skip the line. Who here would rather pay a few bucks, skip a few copies and skip the line? I'm here for skipping the line. That's why I created a course. That's why I'm moving my whole platform, everything over to Kajabi because I was like Brandon and I was piecing everything together and realizing I was spending twice as much as the $200 in order to have all these systems integrate. And then a lot of times you don't know if things have failed because someone has to click on a link and then you wouldn't know until they told you that the link didn't work. And so having everything housed in one place is just so much smarter. So I'm joining, I'm moving over. I'm going to get some help with that. And, you know, today even got my juices flowing around going back to like the things that I could document that might help somebody else. Like people struggle so hard. And you may, you mentioned Gary Vee about creating content. And this could be content around a course, content around social, content on podcasts. Like you literally just have to sit for a moment and dissect like, what do I know? What do I do every day that would be like I could systemize for someone that might make their life a little bit better? And go from there. So if you need ideas, reach out to one of us. Hit us up on social media. Your Brando, your Instagram is not dot Brando. Yeah. I love that. Search not Brando. Yeah, I'll tag it in the show notes. Just scroll down. You don't have to memorize that. But if you had any awesome takeaways from today's podcast, let us know. Tag us. And if you have questions, hit us up. This was a resource type episode because there are so many people who are staying stuck in that I don't know what to do right now. Maybe you can't afford to join a mastermind. Maybe you can't afford to hire a full-blown coach, but you could probably afford to hire someone to help you create a course that could then produce income for you to give you enough to then hire that 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 next mentor or get you in the room for that mastermind you want to be a part of or invest in things that will help your business continue to grow. So don't be the reason why you don't join with us and create courses and get online because it's the place to be. So you can either sit there and wish or you can take some action. All the links for Brandon's stuff will be in the show notes below. Thank you for coming on, sharing your know-how and making us understand that it doesn't have to be as complicated as we might think it is. That's my favorite piece is to just like simplify things for people, but keep it real, right? Definitely. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. That was a ton of fun. And I have a ton of stuff that that I've written down here that I'm like, all right, I think that uh, I think this is good for both of us here. He's like, I, I'm going to go create another course. See you guys. Exactly. <laughs> so that was a ton of fun. And I look forward to connecting. I'm, I'm super, as you can tell, super open. And you shoot me a message. Uh, let's talk. Let's have a good time. Awesome. And we'll see you guys on the next episode of Unscripted. And I hope to hear from you by the next episode in the chat, what you're going to take action on, if it's going to be a course. Because really, this is just a resource for you guys to get what you need, leave what you don't, right? If a course creation isn't for you, don't don't let us bully you into it. Save it for the other people. But what is it that you do need? Sit down and take some action today around what it is you do need. Ask for the support you might need. Stay connected with us here on Unscripted. Which one of your girls needs to hear this one? Send this to someone who could use a smile, some encouragement, and a little love from this edgy podcast host. Much thanks and all the love.